welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass with my co-host, Angela Donatio, and this month we are offering encouragement to wives. And in our final episode, Angela and I wanted to end with what has kept our marriage fun and what some of the most important things are in our marriage. The scripture for this episode is taken from Titus 2, verses 4 through 5. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the Word of God. We went there, Angela. We are opening with a scripture that mentions the S word, submission. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. And one of the ways I love to frame the word submission is the concept that we in marriages, complete one another, not compete with one another. I was also thinking as you're reading that, that Paul um, has a different passage where he says, you know, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. That is a very tall order. It's actually more of a tall order than what wives are asked to do. And so we stop looking at submission as a dirty word and we start thinking it as how can I honor my husband? How can I respect my husband? And how can I seek in ways to complete him, bring my strengths to the table and complete him not in ways to compete where I buck the concept of submission. Right. Though, you know, as we talked about last time, competing is sometimes necessary. <laughs> like in games. Only in games of risk. <laughs> and then all bets are off. <laughs> well, we needed to go there with this topic first because truly this is an important part of marriage. We need to respect one another. And in humility is my delight to submit to my husband because I know he is a safe place for me to yield and trust in. But so often people think of this passage as dry duty. We have to submit, not we get to. The harmonious marriage is one that is full of joy and both husband and wife working together to bring the gospel to a hurting world. The enemy wants to divide in what better way than having the co-heirs of the gift of life fighting and warring with one another over who's the boss. That's so true, Denise. I think it's so important that we you know, we realize we mutually submit to one another in love. And so the overarching concept is love here. And do I love my husband enough to honor him? And I was thinking as you were saying that too, to run things through him. I mean, yes, I have my own ministry and my own, I work and I'm very, my life is very full, but it is unwise for me to just do something without asking for his counsel. So I can still do, let's say I ask him, hey, I've been offered to do such and such. Should I take it? Yes or no? He might say, well, you know, with other things on your calendar, I think it's a no. I might still pray about it and feel like it's a yes, unless he just really feels like, no, God is saying no. But it's it's always wise to go to him, go to our spouses, talk things through, not live in a vacuum and not live on an island. Well, I'm going to do this whether you like it or not. That's right. that's never that's never a good frame. And he does the same with me. And we encourage one another on the front end of something rather than getting into it and going, man, I wish I had talked to him about this because now I see the strain it's putting on my schedule or whatever. So that's part of submission too, is is submitting our calendars and our agendas and, and saying, hey, what does it look like for you over the next few months? Would this work in our marriage? And is this going to hurt or help our marriage? You know, those are all important factors. 
Yeah, and you know, even this past week, I wanted to drive one of my daughters to an internship in New York, and I knew driving there after church and coming back the same day was a mm. bit uh, much. And at first, he was saying, well, at one point, he said yes, and he said no, and I just said, you know, hon, let me explain to you why, and then you mm. tell me, you know. But there wasn't anger or anything, but, you know, we, we had to go around about it a few mm. times, and he said, okay, you can do it. <laughs> but I do want his buy-in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not seeking to just do my thing, you know, and I think that's so important. So my favorite part of the verses above is that she loves her husband. Obviously, this love is demonstrated by how she lives. When she is wise and loving, it will not be a burden on her husband. But I also think she needs to be fun. Mm-hmm. Angela, what are some ways you keep your marriage fun? Well, we seek to do it in a number of ways. And I was just thinking, Denise, love is not a feeling. It's an action. Mm -hmm. So there are going to be days you don't feel, quote unquote, like loving your spouse. And so to choose to love, to choose to act in love, to be patient, to be kind. um, We have chosen all throughout our marriage to value experiences and memories more than things. So if we have some spare money, we would rather go on a vacation or an overnight bed and breakfast somewhere um, rather than buy something. Mm -hmm. And that's just been a way that we've recharged our batteries. Um, Ministry can be, you know, very um, fulfilling, but also very draining. It's very demanding. And a lot of you have very demanding jobs. I'm not saying the ministry is uniquely demanding, but it's very important that we recalibrate and um, you know, spend that time, whatever that looks like for you, whatever's fun for you and your spouse to get away and have opportunities to do that. Yeah, you know, one thing um, Clay and I have done is really emphasize at least once a week we have a date night. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes people say, "Oh, we can't have can't have a date." I'm like, "No, you must mm-hmm. have a date. You need to get out." And right now, I've been doing this uh, diet, you know, for maybe a month and a half, and so we've actually foregone those Mm. dates, which has been really hard. But instead, we're now going on jogs together Mm. or, you know, finding a new way, um, which isn't as fun as going out to eat. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is. But it's that connection. It's it's so important. And it's it's a way to keep our hearts aligned. I think that's true. And you hit on it. It's connection. Whatever helps for the two of you to stay connected. It might look different for me than it does for Denise. Um, You know, one thing that I've been kind of observing that concerns me a tiny bit is I'm noticing, especially moms with littles, um, they're just not, they're not taking time out from that to reconnect with their husbands. Or it's always the whole family unit. And we did do a lot of vacations with our families or, you know, my kids are, you know, grown now and one's about to graduate from college this weekend. But no matter what age your children are, they need to see the two of you putting each other first. They need to see that you you and your spouse matter the most to each other. Then it's the kids. And I think if we get that backwards, that's dangerous in a marriage. And yes, you need time as a family unit, but you also need to connect just husband and wife. And if that means a babysitter, if that means calling grandma to come over, whatever that looks like, whether they're littles or whether you're an empty nester, you've got to find time to connect just the two of you to communicate, to see if you're on the same page in areas. And this idea that we have to always all be together, I think is not the healthiest approach to marriage. I would agree. And my children have told me how much they've appreciated seeing the healthy marriage I have. Mm -hmm. You know, coming through that brokenness that we had before, 
it's been essential for them to see, hey, we prioritize time together apart from you all. That's right. And that's necessary. Mm -hmm. And it's been something that's been so healing for them. You know, another thing that Clay and I have sought to do is to serve together. Uh, Sometimes you see a lot people serving separately everywhere, and sometimes you have to. You know, there's different callings. Mm -hmm. But find something that you can serve together with, you know, if it's in a small group or if it's on the worship team or it's something serving in the church or, you know, in the community. But that's a way of kind of knitting your hearts together and keeping you on the same page. That's true. I think it can also be dangerous if we are um, always doing things separately from each other and there's never, you know, a, a, a bleed over of commonality. Now, my husband and I are members at a gym here in town. So even if I do a different workout than he does, we... You know, that's something we both, um, we try to take care of our bodies. We try to take care of our minds. We, um, you know, value that. And so we work out together. Like I said, we vacation together. And I know sometimes finances don't really allow a whole vacation, but you can do something. You can go to the park for the day. You can pack a sandwich. You can go on a hike, like you said. Just do something that connects you together and gives you a chance to communicate. Usually wives want to talk more and men want to do more. So if you can find activities that provide both of those things, then you're really golden. Yeah. And you know, I think a lot of us, when you're first married, you have like those love notes and you're Mm -hmm. used to that. And then you're like, you know, 10, 20 years later, you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) It's the obligatory no (laughs) card. It can start to feel like that because we get, life gets busy. But one special thing that Clay and I have are journals that we write in for one another. Mm. And this was, you know, when we were married, I bought and created a journal for him. And one for me, mm-hmm. that when we travel or there's something special, we are writing to one another in there, what we're feeling in that moment. Um, and it's been a treasure mm-hmm. to look through over the years and see, huh, this is what we were thinking at this time in our marriage. And so it's like a marriage journal book that we write in for one another. And well, it's funny, we have a little game with it. Like he'll be like, putting it on my pillow, like, and that's a hint. Oh, I need to write in his book. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Um, You know, my husband, usually when I travel, and I try to do it as well, he just doesn't travel quite as much, but um, always puts cards down in my suitcase at the last minute, and then I find that where I'm gone. So, um, you know, whatever it looks like for you guys, just something to make sure you stay connected and recharge your batteries. And, you know, we're not going to have fun in your marriage if you're fighting and struggling over finances. And as my husband has his master's in counseling, and um, throughout the years as we've talked with couples, that is just one of the leading strains on marriage is finances. It's really important that you share the same financial goals. There's so many great apps out there now that can help you stay on budget and on target. Um, you know, to just make sure that finances do not become um, a factor that derails your marriage or derails the fun in your marriage. Mm, So true. I know at times, uh, especially the beginning of our marriage, we had a lot of financial issues. Maybe some listening can relate to this. Uh, Things that weren't due to our negligence, but court hearings, Mm. medical issues, things happen. And so really tackling those together You know, instead of letting it divide you and saying, okay, we've got some financial challenges or four kids in college right now, Mm -hmm. you know, there's steps that need to be taken. But if you remember that you're married to your best friend, not an enemy. You know, I was just thinking too, Denise, I know some people have separate bank accounts. I do have a separate ministry account. But my husband, I've always shared a bank account. And I've talked to some women um, who, 
almost say it really pridefully that they have their own account that their husband doesn't know anything about and they spend money. Can I just encourage you that that is not necessarily the healthiest approach. You know, if you're married, then you're one and everything is shared. So when we're keeping secrets or we're keeping parts of our lives at bay from the from our spouse, uh, that's that's dangerous. And so if, if you have a separate account, it needs to be something that your spouse knows about and that you're not overspending or, you know, it's just it's just a potential trap that you can avoid just by making sure you share. Yes, and a confession, since we're on this topic. (laughs) I overspent a little at Christmas, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm not perfect, and I have my times too, but the way we handled it, I think, was very peaceful. It's like, okay, well, this is going to be something that I'm going to take care of since I did that, Mm -hmm. you know? But it was, uh, we've had good conversations about it, and it was a learning thing instead of a a blaming thing or, you know, so you will have those times. You know, we're not perfect, and there's times where you make mistakes or hardship happens. Mm -hmm. And so remembering that, you know, you don't live with your enemy. You know, um, it's a spiritual battle that we face, and so that's important. Um, Another thing, too, is routines, okay? So we talk about keeping things fun, and I use a word like routines, (laughs) but... Mm -hmm. I think we can get used to the rut of, okay, we get up, we do this, we go, go, go. But to add a little fun into your routine. So when my husband comes home, I want to stop what I'm doing. Now, everyone can't do this, but this is, and sometimes I can't, but for the most part, he knows I'm going to stop working in that moment and I'm going to take time just to focus on him. We're going to go in another room, um, hug and talk to each other and just take a couple minutes to just decompress. And that has been a fun thing. We look forward to it. At times we used to do it on a hammock and then the hammock broke (laughs) while we were laying in it. That wasn't so fun. (laughs) But that's just so important to actually intentionally plan in your routine. This is where I'm going to build in connection time. I love that. Ours is usually at night. You know what I mean? We're just on the couch and watching something or chilling out together. Also, I think it's important to make sure part of your routine includes consistent spiritual development. Um, That's a priority for both me and Dale individually that we're working on our spiritual walk with the Lord. And, you know, at every stage, make sure that your marriage is a priority. That's, That's just so vital. Yes. You know, when I'm in my word, it really impacts my marriage and vice versa. Because if we're walking in the flesh and just, you know, then we can really end up being combative and not really cherishing our spouse. And so it's it's really critical, whether it's in a small group together or your own personal Bible time, that you're both growing in Christ. I agree. And it's unrealistic to think that you'll never have conflicts or fights in your marriage. I'm sure we both have. Um, my I husband, haven't. <laughs> well, I have, so there we have it. In fact, my husband and I went through a rough patch about seven years into our marriage, which people call a seven-year itch, so there must be something to that. But um, we went through a season of counseling, and one of the best quotes that came out of that insights was unmet expectations are the root of every conflict. So when we're having conflict, we sometimes need to retrace our steps to see where things went awry and and you know just to care more about the other person than we do our own agenda. Mm. And think, you know, I expected one thing, I got something else, but you know, I'm in this for the long haul and I'm going to adjust my expectations and adjust my mindset and adjust my perspective so that I can bring my best self to this marriage. Amen. The raw truth is that God wants us to complete, not compete with our spouse. The radical grace is no matter what challenges we face in our marriage, God can enable us to be a godly wife. 
And the real hope is God can help us through every conflict when our expectations are in Him. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. 